Welcome back to the Tape Store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And we are on vacation. Hooray! And we are on our mobile podcast setup. Yes. If you've seen our stories, you know that we're um, on vacation in the mountains. Yes, yes. We've had a lot of fun. This is, I think, day kind of one and a half. Technically one, but we got in last night. Yes. Kids are worth granny. Bless the Lord. And (laughs) it is a nice time. And we've already had some good thrift. Oh, yes. Um, If you're following us on Instagram, you've already seen that we found... Why don't you tell us? It's it's very exciting. Well, I was looking through the DVDs, which as soon as I walked in, I found season, season four of the X Files, which there we have a whole thing coming up about the X Files. Yeah, that we're, we're really excited. Yeah, about. we definitely want to do some X Files episodes, and I loved the X Files as a kid. But um, we got season one, uh, I think like a week ago. It was. Did it, we find that a Goodwill or it, was that it was at a Goodwill? Yeah. season one, like it had never been watched or anything. Which uh, no complaints here, right? And, and then today... Walked in and seen season four, and that was just, you know... And it's tough when you go into a thrift store sometimes because you don't know where to start. But I was in the DVDs, in the movies, and... You pretty much stayed there. I pretty much stayed there. <laughs> you didn't really leave. In that area, you know. And uh, we were there for like an hour. Because there's certain things we have like on our wish list. Well, then Brooke walks up and goes, yes. you're, you're not well, ready Well, because see, this. I wandered off to the books because that's... Usually I head for the books... And housewares first. And he heads to either movies or, like, clothes first. Right. So I went to my normal and... And then we meet up at toys usually. Oh, yeah. We always find each other in the toys. (laughs) Yeah. But she walks up and Brooke is like, you're not ready for this. And (laughs) she holds it up and there it is. It is an Are You Afraid of the Dark novel from 1996. Yes. And it's narrated by Betty Ann. Yes. It's it's told if you read the... Yeah. It's a Betty Ann story. Yeah. It's awesome, and we lo- we we've made no bones about the fact that we absolutely love Betty Ann stories. We love all of them. We do, but Betty Ann just she's yeah. just she's just a goth queen. I don't know what else yeah. to say about it. We love her, and so, she's definitely you know she was when we did our pen series. She was number two. Yeah, after Gary. So yes, she holds a special a special place in the heart of us dark fans. But I just couldn't believe it because every time we go to the thrift store, we make a point to look for those books. Yeah, we've been looking for months. And have seen other people post on them, and I'm like, where are you finding these? And I'm like, oh, I just found them at a thrift store. I just got to get lucky, like anything. Exactly. And like one of uh, one of our awesome, awesome friends on Instagram, uh, J.D. Gravett, he was he was going back and forth with us, and, and he said, it's so awesome that you found it in the wild and not on eBay. And right. that's true. Like some things we are really stubborn about. We're like, no, we are yeah. not going to go to eBay. We're going to find this yeah. at some thrift store. Because I do get a lot of stuff off eBay. Yeah. But because like, there's some things I really want and don't want to wait to get lucky for. But then there are right. some things I'm like, I just want to find this. Right? Yeah. So there, like I said, there are a few things that we're stubborn yeah. about. And these books are, they're one of them. Yeah. So we have another day full of thrifting tomorrow, which we are very, very excited about. And we, yes, yes, we'll be posting that in our stories and it'll be in our archives because you won't be able to see our stories because right. we're recording this ahead of time, but we'll put it in our archives. Yeah, yeah. This will be something that's it's ongoing. Of course, this yes, isn't going to come out forever. until later this week. Um, but yeah, we're on vacation. So if things sound a little different, it's because we're on our mobile setup, which we're very, very happy to have. Yes, we're so, thankful. And it's surprisingly easy. So let's get to the point at hand for this week. We yes. decided. To return to Angel Grove and do an Angel Grove Chronicles. 
yes episode and which means it is about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers yes so the in case you're new to this you know series well Angel Grove of course is the city where the Power Rangers reside right and it had been a while the last episode we did was the very first episode the day of the dumpster which was season one episode one like the very first Power Rangers episode yeah and we decided you know it's been a while since we've talked about the Power Rangers it's a big part of both our lives growing up Oh, yes. So we just decided to do season one, episode two, which is called High Five. <laughs> a surprisingly short episode. It They're was, all short, it was like, though. It was, it was like on the back end of 19 minutes to like just over 20 minutes. Yeah. So, but there really are, like I didn't realize it growing up, but now I realize there really are all like 20 minutes. Yeah, they're short. They're I short. don't understand. Short I just episodes. felt like they were so long when I was a kid. Yeah, so this was, again, the second episode. Right. It aired on September 7th, 1993. I had just turned 13, (laughs) less than a month, 13 years old. And again, still recovering from having, like, my hair blown back by Power Rangers. I just, I loved it. Right. Oh, yeah, me too. And my cousin Michael got me into that. I remember, and he was the one that got me into Ninja Turtles. I think I told this story when we talked about... (laughs) The day of the dumpster. <laughs> he was always the one calling me up about the next thing. Yeah. He was kind of a step ahead of me on that, but we loved it. So why why don't we jump right in? Let's do it. Talk about this episode here. So after our whole, you know, opening, <laughs> they did the same openings pretty much. I mean, they might have used a few different scenes, but it's generally... Yeah, they really only alter the clips. They yeah. don't alter the... Ah! You know, yeah, the, the it's Rita. always after ten thousand years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Alpha Rita's escaped. Yes, you know, send a <laughs> team of teenagers with attitudes. Oh, I love it so much. You know, all that was the same. So a teenagers I, with attitude—that's yeah. just wonderful. It'll with never they, get yeah. old. They talked about that a lot in the first episode. Yeah. I, I don't know where they. I'm not because because we talked about how that that's not necessarily a good thing. No, but they as just, high school teachers they happen no. to get these five best friends that were all. Absolutely model kids and great kids. Which, I mean, look, if the universe is looking for the right kids, then obviously it worked. Yeah. Because they found the right kids. Well, that was the whole point, you know, that I I think that, you know, not to get too philosophical with it, but but I think that's why we talk about these things now. Yeah. Is we find things applicable, the things that that appealed to us when we were kids, we can still find them applicable as adults. And we talked about how the power chose these five kids. Yeah. Because they were good, not because, exactly. not that they weren't flawed. It was cool when we were kids, but then we can examine like the right. meanings behind it when we're adults. Yeah. So let's get right into high five. <laughs> so we open at the coolest place to hang out, which is the Angel Grove Youth Center. Yes. Or, you know, which has everything you could ever want. I mean, I feel like you could you go to school and then you can just go to the youth center. I think as a kid, I always thought it was a mall just because of the way it no. is. Like there's there's. I, all these different things that people are doing. It's never just like, they're not just doing karate. They're doing karate and eating and getting smoothies. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's all these different things we can do. I would imagine there's probably a gym there and there's obviously a karate studio. It's a very cool setup. I'm not going to lie. And Ernie has his juice bar there. So it's a great place to be. Trini is the first ranger we see in this episode. She is leading what appears to be Kata, Spelled K-A-T-A. Mm-hmm. Some kind of form class, which is what kata is. It's essentially, right. and I don't know a lot. I, I, I'm, I'm being very careful about how I'm talking about this because I don't want to say something totally wrong right, about this. Right. But kata is essentially, you're you're learning the form of martial arts. It's, it's, so it's very slow. Yeah, you know, deliberate. It's very, very precise. 
essentially the art of detailed and choreographed martial arts movements. Very much something that reflects the type of character. Yeah, I was going to say that that's that so Trini fitting is. for Trini because she's very peaceful. Yeah, she's tranquil. peaceful. She's zen. She's very focused yeah. on what needs to happen. So that makes sense. She's definitely not a. She's definitely not the the. Um, the wrecking ball that I would say that say Jason and Zach would be of right. strength, you know. Yes, she's definitely again, yeah the the feathers on the arrow. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say as oh, we as we we call it. Well, we said that about Princess Leia when we talked True. about Star we Wars. True, we did say that. We did say. Meanwhile, Kimberly and Zach are watching Jason climb up an exercise rope, like you know yeah. one of those ropes that hang and from the ceiling, and you know you climb up it. Which also, I could never do. No, oh no, I could never do that. No, I've. I've tried only partially, and I was like, oh, no, I'm out. And then there's a 90s movie actually called Sidekicks. It's got Jonathan Brandis and Chuck Norris, uh-huh. and it's Chuck Norris plays himself in it. Of course, because we, who else would he play? We need to do this movie, but <laughs> apparently there is a Texas w- Ranger. Yeah, there, there apparently is a way that you can, you can wrap the rope around your foot and... And actually, you don't use your your arm strength. Oh, use your well. Your that's unbeknownst arms to me. and legs. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. But no. Jason, of course, he's fine. Is he's fine? He's he's straight up. You know, just climbing up it. Which, real quick, before we move on to Jason, I have noticed so far, uh, Kimberly and Zach often pair up to like heckle. Like yeah. they're like they're like giggle buddies. Yeah. And I kinda love that. Yeah, and they're I not don't know. They're, they're not heckling Jason as much no, as they're they're just like he like they always like kinda they, they, banter yeah, together. They, they and I love up, that. They team up to observe whatever's happening. Yeah, yeah, and it's always them two, and I really I don't know why, but that makes me really happy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love them both. Yeah, so th- they're cheering Jason on yes. while he's climbing up this thing. I, I I would have to assume this probably isn't his first time doing it, but Surely not. Kimberly is being super supportive and Jason doesn't seem to be having any problem no. at all climbing up this rope, which prompts Trini <laughs> to I guess stop her kata class and run over and shout at Jason to be careful. Right. She's really stressed out. Right. This is really stressing her out. We find that Trini has quite the fear of heights. Very important. Yes. In this episode. So she is, I guess, projecting her fear onto yes. Jason a little bit. Not yeah. trying and to be Jason's ugly. Like, she's trying to be helpful. Jason's like, I'm fine. He does almost slip for a second, but I think it was more because Trini was... It was because she started shouting holler, at yeah, him. hollering at him. Billy walks in at this moment. We haven't seen him yet, but he walks in, and he's boasting of his newest invention, how he was able to invent something so cool. <laughs> but again, you know, Billy is like a genius-level intellect. Yeah, Billy, my main brain. yeah. These risk communicators that will allow the Rangers two-way communication with Zordon and Alpha in the command center, and he goes and he hands them out. All these really nice watches. Yeah, and I, I will say they use these for the rest of the show. Yeah, for, no, for, Billy is a huge asset. Yeah, very important. He happens to be <laughs> passing out these watches and talking about them directly under the rope, the exercise <laughs> rope that Jason's climbing, and suddenly Jason. He slides down the rope and onto Billy's shoulders, like his legs straddle Billy's shoulders. And then the next thing you know, we're seeing them look like this circus act. They're swinging back and forth. Complete with circus music. Yeah, and Billy's like freaking out. And we still to this day don't know if Jason was doing this to kind of like like to be chummy and mess with Billy. Or if this was some, oh, crap, I, An landed, accident. I landed on Billy's shoulders and now we're swinging like right, because a in, pendulum. Because we have to just say, in reality... Swinging back and forth like a pendulum would never accidentally happen. No, that takes, it just wouldn't. It happen. would have to have been intentional. So, like, 
now granted, they would have to say, hey, let's do this. Right, but now granted, Both parties. Rea- reality is always suspended. And sure. these, so like, maybe it's an accident <laughs> in the world of Power Rangers, but like, probably not. Well, they end up crashing like off to the side and, you know, much to the amusement of the rest of the gang. Yes. And then they're all interrupted by, of course, Bulk and Skull, who, of course, come in and taunt the group with Bulk particularly claiming he can climb the rope. And Jason again. No, no. Bulk does not proclaim it. Skull That's does. That's right. Skull, Skull does. Skull like, hey, no, like. He could do this. I'm like Skull. Like, what are you doing? Right, like, but have you Bulk does him? not. But Bulk doesn't deflect. He goes, "Oh yeah, I can do it." Yeah, and it's not even like he's hesitant. Like, oh my yeah. pride's on the line. He's like, "No, for sure. Like, I can do it." And just like in the first episode, Jason and the rest of the group, they do not return insults in kind. They just kind of let it play. Yeah, I love the scene where where you're watching because he's like, "What do you think? What do you think he can't do it?" Skull and Jason. Yeah. Jason says not a word. Just stares at him. And goes, "Yeah." He's gonna do it. Like, yeah. like he he just lets his foolishness take. Yeah, him he for the just kind of lets it play. So I I kind of I love I respect that about Jason. He's like he I think internally he's like I don't even have to say a well, thing. You're gonna make a fool of yourself anyway. Right. And after two failed attempts, like Bulk jumps up on the rope and falls immediately. Immediately. And then when he gets on it the second time, the rope snaps from the ceiling. Bulk falls. The rope falls, and pieces of the ceiling fall on Bulk. <laughs> humiliates him. And covers him, of course, like with the with the whole ceiling, like, like plaster the, or whatever yeah, the it is, powder or whatever. The gang leaves the gym area. Of course, you know Kimberly gives, I think, some kind of passing remark, like, "Yeah, like, oh yeah, you really showed us this time." Yeah, you know. So they move on, but nothing too bad. The gang leaves the gym area with Billy still explaining the risk communicators. Affirmative. To which Kimberly <laughs> calls more phenomenal. Now, more phenomenal, we know, is how the the, the Power Rangers. Anytime something's cool, they're like, oh, that's more phenomenal. I love that. Only something, I I look at it like it's only something them five would know. Yeah, it's like their own intimate little little, language. Yeah, it's more phenomenal. Then something crazy happens. They start to tinker with them and like press the buttons on them. Yeah. Because again, the purpose was for two-way communication, essentially, like little wrist walkie-talkies with themselves and with the Mm -hmm. command center. But when they activate the communicators, they all teleport to the command center. They, like, actually, and thank God they didn't mess with those things in front of the 50 (laughs) or 60 other kids in this teen center. They would have been like, I think those guys are the Power Rangers. (laughs) When they get back, when they get back, we haven't heard tell of Power Rangers yet. Right, but I'm just saying. They just just happen to be alone, and they teleported. Apparently, Billy inadvertently not only created communicators, but Zordon, when they arrived, Zordon said, ah, you tapped into something inadvertently, allowing them to teleport with these communicators. Right, so now you have like a super convenient tool. Yeah, so not only are they communication devices, but devices to teleport the Rangers, and he did say Alpha needs to work on them to kind of perfect it. Right. Because... Right now, they're they're not quite there. Meanwhile, on the moon, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Rita is of course up to something. Uh, we come right in as she's berating Babu and Squat, and Babu is like the tall, furry one with the, the like the bifocals. Yeah, who and, looks like kind kind of like a baboon. Yeah, and Squat is the short, blue skinned, like it looks like a troll or something. Yeah, he has many many chins. Yeah, they're both idiots. Yeah, but she says to them, "Is the time device ready, or have you messed it up?" <laughs> Which I thought was like savage, you know. Yeah, like, she's always just sassy. almost almost Skeletor level savage. The way S- Skeletor would like rip Beast Man. And, oh and, yeah, and, you know the people that 
in his whole entourage. Skeletor was the great, was the best with oh, Burns. Yeah, I'm not at all equating Rita with Skeletor. No, no. But but it was definitely that kind of is the time device ready or have you messed, messed it, up? it up yet? So the time device is part of this plan that Rita has in right. today's today's attempt to destroy the Power Rangers. It's a three part plan, which with the people you have. <laughs> If you're looking at the people that work for Rita, oh. there needs to be one plan. It needs to be have <laughs> one part. You just send something really bad, and that's it. And you got these. You got Finster who can make these monsters, which right. we find we're going to find. Finster, I feel episode. like, is the most capable. Yeah, because he doesn't. He just does what he's good at. Yeah, but the thing about it is that we don't need part one. Part send something down there that you hope's going to destroy the Power Rangers. And they regroup. And then if it doesn't work, then the next day or wait a few days, try something else. This has three different parts to... (laughs) A three-tier This is a three-tier... Yeah, here we go. (laughs) The time device, first off, the time device, which looks like a toy space shuttle. It just looks like a little NASA-like... Like Like a RC-like... Yes, like a race car. Yeah, like essentially like a a remote-controlled race car. Yeah. Like, except it's a a space shuttle. when you first see it. But it's worse when you see it in the wild. Yeah. So, first off, the time device will fly to Earth and open a open a time hole. Right. Okay. Finster will create a monster to trap the Rangers in the time hole, and right. the time hole is like another alternate universe. Right. So they couldn't so, be in their present. So they're essentially time. ripping a a rift in the space time continuum, whatever. But point yes. number two. That's that's point one. Point two. The monster will trap the Rangers in it, and then point three. Babu and Squat, which I wouldn't get them to. Don't send them I, would, I wouldn't send them out to check the mail. No, don't send them any. But they will go into the time hole and plant a bomb, which will destroy the time hole and trap the Rangers in an alternate universe forever. It's that's, just already a bad plan. Yeah. Finster is, I guess, you know, he's like, okay, why not? Look, I'll make a monster. Look, yeah, all he does is make monsters, so, so he's fine. He creates, and he's got like this, essentially, this magic clay. So right. he's able to make this glorified Play-Doh. mold, and then it comes out of the monster machine, and it, it, it it's a real monster that Rita is able to send down against the Rangers. And this is important because mm-hmm. this is the first monster that Finster creates. It's called Bones. Yes, Bones is a large, like skeletal humanoid <laughs> monster <laughs> but- with a hat and a cape. What'd you say? Because <laughs> I, I, I paused it. And I said, Brooke, I said, what, I said, Brooke, what does he look like I said, well, he's he looks like one of two things. He either looks like a matador or a musketeer. Yeah, he's got like a hat and like this flowy cape. Because at first cape. I said matador because of the cape. But then I was like, he's got a big feather in his hat, so he yeah. kind of looks like D'Artagnan. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't right. know what's happening here. There's an, there's an ethnic uh, <laughs> play on who on he's supposed to be. Yeah, like some European like. <laughs> You know, it's. I mean, it's just wonderful. I'm not yeah. mad at it. But it's again, hilarious. Bones is significant. He's the first original monster created by Finster. At you know, out of the clay, right? That you know, Rita sends to battle the power. Other Rangers. than the um, other e- than the uh, episode putties. one, yeah, because episode one featured Goldar, which we yes. don't see him in this episode. But you know, and Goldar's great. He's actually part of Rita's little squad, yeah. and he's actually the more. He's not quite an idiot. I mean, he's yeah. He has his moments, but overall, he he can be pretty. You know, I'm noticing formidable. a theme though with her monsters. Like they all take after a specific. Goldar was Egyptian, like clearly Egyptian. He seems to be, yeah. And then this guy is yeah, like Goldar French has, or something. Yeah, Goldar has the gold armor. 
Yeah, he's so like that's, that's funny how they're they're. It's things that we do recognize in they're, culture. Yeah, yeah. There's something about these villains that we recognize. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's important for us as viewers. Like, oh, we can kind of identify with what this is. I don't right. Know. Interesting. Just a just a little point. Right. So Rita has the time device launched, and then we see this montage of it flying through like crowded cities and down busy roads and and people are running out of the way which we rewound and again that's really funny this thing is again probably about maybe two feet long uh-huh and maybe about a foot wide it's, and it looks like a space shuttle and what i noticed about it was that it has the japanese flag on it It does it does because it's got the the, the white because it's japanese with the red circle because the show is japanese because this is obviously from super sentai but this was it's akin to the scene from toy story when when rc is just racing through the streets to get to buzz like, right and everybody's running out of the right lake. like but like everyone's fr- but in this version everyone is like oh my god yeah right and it's just this i would think if i saw something like that i'd be like all right I would think, I would get out of the way, but I would think, okay, there's some kid with a remote control space shuttle. <laughs> People are really, like, reacting. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Which it is, of course. It stops. It eventually parks somewhere. Parks. <laughs> and fires a ray that opens the time hole. Right. Now, remember, the Rangers accidentally teleported to the command center, so they all happen to be there when right. the command center is alerted to this. Zordon dispatches the Rangers. He goes, there's been a disturbance. They get there, and they're not morphed yet. They're just... You know, they're yeah, they're, they're, they're regular. They're, they're, yeah, they're regular. We need a, they're unmorphed. Unmorphed. Yeah. <laughs> and he plops them right in the middle of an area that is surrounded by putties. It looks like out in the desert, which is crazy because the 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 time device was like in the city. Well, yeah. He plops the rangers right in the middle of the desert, <laughs> surrounded by putties. Yes. Like they try to sneak around for like five seconds and they're discovered. Like right. the putties are just looking right at him. Like, oh, what's like up? We know you're here. Right. Kimberly wants to morph, but Jason, ever the fearless leader, is adamant that the Rangers should not be so quick to morph and suggests that the Rangers engage the putties without their powers. You know, he's like, look, we need to try to do this without the power. Very admirable, even though, I mean, by by all rights, they could could use the power. They could morph and fight the putties, but I thought it was significant. I think it was, uh, I think it's a very important part of, you know, why they were chosen. Yeah. And why Jason is the leader. And I think... And, you know, we see this now in, in films, uh, especially with superheroes like Iron Man 3. Yeah. Which, again, this is a while after the Power Rangers, of course. This of course. Is, you know, but, Iron, it's, but it's the same thing. But Iron Man 3, towards the end of the film, Tony Stark had to do, essentially, the climax of the film, the most intense part, uh, fighting... He was fighting the Mandarin. Yeah. And he did it without his suits. Yeah. Which, again, the whole point was, and I think the whole thing was, you know, he's still Iron Man without the suits. He doesn't need the suit. Right. We see him teach this to Peter Parker in Spider-Man Homecoming. He says, if you don't, you know, because Peter Parker says, I'm nothing without the suit. And he goes, if you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it. Right. Exactly. And I think that that applies. To them. To them, to the group here, the, our, our teens with attitude. Yes, because the they are heroes with or without they their have, suits. And they've got to be able to know. That they're heroes even without tapping into the power. Right. Well, and we see it in every episode. Every episode, there's a lesson that needs to be learned that they discover unmorphed. Right. And then it becomes actualized, usually either in pursuit of, you know, whatever, or when they're morphed. And we are about to see it here. Yeah. So the group decides to engage the putties unmorphed out of respect for the power and out of respect for their responsibility as bearers of the power. Right. And during that time, as they're engaging the putties and fighting them, and they're doing well initially, 
Trini and Billy are separated from the group, with Billy being chased up a mountain by a putty. They're kind of out in the desert. Yeah, because they all split up to keep the putties from yeah. surrounding them completely. Jason was like, yeah, spread out, guys, spread out. So Billy ends up chased. Billy is not quite there yet, you know, no, with, with his No, because in the first episode, we saw him. He, He's learning. Yeah, so, so yeah, very important. You have to go back to the first episode, which is why we're doing these linear yeah. You know, back to the first episode. Yeah, yeah. So he's not quite as, he's not at the skill level of the yeah, rest of the month. He's a white belt. He's a new student. A putty is chasing him up this mountain. Trini, for some reason, is hiding under a rock, which <laughs> I never understood that because she actually can carry, you know, she can hold her own. Yeah. Trini sees Billy in trouble. And here's the problem. We have to go back to the beginning of this yep. episode, right? Trini's afraid of heights. And he's so, way up on a precipice. <laughs> yeah. So. She has to confront her fear of heights to climb this mountain to save her friend, to save Billy. Meanwhile, Jason, Zach, and Kimberly go from, like, holding their own against the putties to being group-hugged by him. Remember we talked about, like, they're essentially in the center. They're in the center. Yes. And the putties literally, like— They're are, just hugging. Like, linked arms and are in a circle. It looks like they're playing a game. I know. I was like, are they playing, here we go, Louie Lou? Like, they, they like what a, are they doing? Maybe they fought them and then now have made friends with them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I remember no. when it showed them, they're just kind of like, you know, making the putty noise and just hugging. And I was like, well, I mean, right. this Not is even one like, of the ways to get in, yeah, I guess. But either way, Jason, Zach, and Kimberly are in, in they're quite— in a, They're in a strange situation. They're in quite the conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> Billy attempts to morph, but drops his morpher off the mountain. My morpher. Right. He does say that. <laughs> Trini arrives just in time. She is able to face her fear. Yeah, the whole time she's climbing Unmorphed. the rocks. She didn't morph. She didn't Mm-mm. saber through tiger it. She keeps and saying. Jump and use like a power jump. Yeah, no, she keeps saying, I'm afraid, but I have to help Billy. I can do this. Like, it's, right. It's, I mean, I have to, you have to imagine. When we're kids yeah. watching this and we have fears that are similar, it sounds goofy as an adult to hear sure. be like, I'm afraid, but I have to do it. It means a lot for a kid to watch it and say, Definitely. look at her. She's terrified, but she's she's keeping going. So, like, I, it made me, I don't know, it made me proud. Also, being a kid, you just, you can't wait for them to morph. This is important yeah. that she does this without the power. Yes. So, she saves Billy. And... Billy's response is, that was morphitudious. Yeah. Is it morphitudious or morphitudinal? It, no, it was either. No, I think it's morphitudious. I mean, either way. I spelled it M-O-R-P-H-I-T-U-D-I-O-U-S. Oh morphitudious. That they're, was morphitudious. Their new vocabulary is yeah, so, so we have, stunning. So usually, so so now we have three that I know. There's morphin. Okay. This is morphin. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's more phenomenal, and now there's morphitudious. <laughs> yeah. We should wow. work these into our everyday language. Yes, please do, and that goes for all of you listening out there as well. <laughs> and oh, and how does Trini save Jason? Essentially, she jumps in front of the putty that was threatening Billy. She's right. Like, all right, let's go. You know. And then it runs at her, and she moves right. with Well, Billy. and I think that, too, it's because off. the putty wasn't the issue. It was her getting up there it was, to the heights. But, so, yeah, like, the they needed stupid. to dispatch them easily. And the putties are actually they're stupid. Yeah, yeah they're, they're dumb. The, the only thing that they rely on is their numbers. Right. The, 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 I mean, a putty by themselves against one ranger. I mean, Billy, again, is inexperienced, but normally that's a pretty good day for a Power Ranger. <laughs> even unmorphed. They're a box of rocks. But, they're again, they are the, the things that make the putties an issue is when there's like 10 of them. Yes. You know, again, Trini and Billy for now out of trouble. They see the group hug still going on 
And they're like, what's going on down there? Oh, well, they need help. <laughs> right. You're they like, kind of think they're this, okay? Yeah. Yeah. She goes, do you think they're okay? And I'd be, honestly, I'd say, no, that doesn't look, that's weird. <laughs> but like the way she said it was almost like, yeah, she does. You know say, what? We might leave. She does. She goes, do you think they're okay? I don't even think I would ask that. I'd be like, let's get down there. <laughs> She's like, do you think they're okay? We were because, laughing so because hard. My, it was almost like, you think we could just go home and meet them later? That's a hundred percent what it sounded like. I'm sure that's not what they meant, but it no. is what it sounded like. No, she goes, "Do you think they're okay?" And Billy goes, "No, they need help." Yes, you know, so they get down there, and they I ju- guess at some point Billy retrieves his morpher. By yeah, the way, yeah, we never see him do that. We assume, <laughs> but they get down there essentially and break the party up, which allows the Rangers to defeat the Putties. Yes, so they yeah, get they, down they there. form a human chain. They form a human chain, which was uh, Jason, Zach, Zach and, and Kimberly. Kimberly. And they do like this windmill thing, and Jason spins Zach and Kimberly around. I, I, Which I love how the putties just kind of get in the way to get yeah. hit. Like you know, it's just kind of one of those things where you're like, okay, right. look, we're we signed on for this. We're gonna let it happen. The heroes yeah. win the day. Teamwork yeah. makes so the dream work. They defeat the putties. Rita responds by sending bones down to Earth. Here we go. Zordon alerts the Rangers. He congratulates Trini for her bravery. Then he gives the Rangers a list of facts he suddenly knew about this this monster that just been made. Sorry. He can shoot lasers out of his eyes. It's like yeah, he's like, hey, Bones is in town. (laughs) And here is everything you'd ever need to know about him. Even though he's just been made, he he can shoot lasers out of his eyes or like lightning. Uh huh. Or blast some kind of energy blast. Yeah. He can teleport. He can he can he can turn invisible. All these things that he can do. He yeah. Can, he can break apart and reassemble himself because he's a skeleton. And then something about the, he said, and also something about the time, the, like I, I he has all of this information about Cyrano de Bonesarac. Yeah. The Rangers go to this amusement park. This is where Bones is at. He's, he's in an amusement yeah. park. And facing a monster, the Rangers morph. They don't, they don't no, spend any. No, they're not any, playing yeah, anymore. They're not playing anymore. They've already had a rough afternoon. Yeah, they're not going to spend any time trying to fight an actual monster without their power. So and he they can morph. take off his head. So that's yeah. daunting. And in seconds, they show up, <laughs> and they're immediately knocked into the time hole. Yeah, like immediately, he Bones just uses his powers or whatever. Yeah. and envelops them into the time hole, and they fall into this time hole, which essentially looks like like a Halloween. Yeah. Like a scary Halloween, like haunted house Yeah, because there's like pumpkins. Uh, was there pumpkins? Yes. Cause I don't I'm, well, pumpkins. because later in a second, um, Squat is hiding behind pumpkins. Okay. And, and there's like, like okay. there's fog on the ground. There's it's, tr- just, it's like a dark, hollow trees. room. It just looks, yeah, yeah it, it, and it's like purple. Like yeah. the, the, the background is purple. So it, it's meant to look like a completely different. A time out of time yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like an alternate universe. So the Rangers are like, where are we? They don't really have time to figure that out because Bones and his squad of like little bone dudes <laughs> attack <laughs> the, these these little henchmen. Yes, you know, kind of like there's always henchmen. like Bones's version of Putty. Well, usually yeah. Putties are the henchmen, right? Bone, exactly. Bones has his own little group of guys, right? You Which know? we were unaware of. And this is cool because the Rangers fight with their blade blasters. The Rangers have sidearms. Power yeah. Rangers, their blasters that can turn into daggers. Yeah. It's like a double weapon, serves two purposes. So the Rangers use their blade blasters, all, all five of them do. Right. And meanwhile, here comes Babu and Squat. And their job, of course, is to set up that bomb, which, again, too many working parts to this thing. No, this is too not Too many good. working parts to this thing. No, we need simple instructions. After watching Bones, you know, 
after fighting him and watching how he does things, Billy has the idea to focus in on Bones' head. So Billy jumps, Blue Ranger, swipes Bones' head and wraps it in his cape and tosses it to Trini. And again, this is all going on in the time hole. This is not happening on Earth. Trini runs with the head in one hand and her blade blaster in the other (laughs) and proceeds to single-handedly obliterate Bones' henchmen. Yes, it's amazing. Like, she runs through, and in, th- in like, like two to three seconds, like, boo, 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 boo. She yeah, gets, like, like boom, done, there's, like, boom, five done. or six of them. Yeah. And she just zigzags through them and single-handedly like the, destroys Like, threat them. destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Trini took care of business in this time yes, hole. Yes, she was the real MVP. Yeah. And as somebody who's seen a lot of Power, Ranger ep- Power Rangers episodes, I mean, I have. Brooke, I know you've seen a lot. Yes. But for me... <laughs> I had to rewind it and watch again. <laughs> this has to be one of the best, like, individual, like, combat yeah. moments, like, moves I've ever seen a ranger execute. It was savage. Trini was savage in this moment. <laughs> she was awesome. She proceeds to throw Bones' head into a river of lava that, that happens to be in That I guess hole. is in, yeah, I was going to say, like, we hole. didn't know it was there, but it is. Uh, yeah. This destroys Bones. He's gone. Yeah, Bones is done. Bones is done. Au revoir. But Rita has one last card to play. She sends a giant... She says this like little. She says like a spell. Yeah, she gives like this incantation, which I don't remember. But it does. The bottom line is there's now a massive giant, not in the time hole though, right? Which might have helped. I don't. Yeah, I feel like she she did not think this through. She wrecks her own three part plan. (laughs) Now remember, Babu and Squat are setting up a bomb. Yeah, haphazardly, of course. And Rita again just. Trigger happy is like, well, Bones is gone, so I'm just going to send a giant on Earth. The giant reaches into the time hole, busting a massive opening into it. Right. And grabs Jason and pulls him out. The whole point is to trap the Rangers in the time hole. He's working against the plan completely. Thanks, Rita. Right. Actually. So so Rita helps the Rangers, essentially. (laughs) I mean, honestly, had she just let the bomb go off, you know, there might have been a chance that the Rangers, because the Rangers didn't know about the bomb. No. They, they were just dealing with Bones. Right. You know, Trini takes Bones out with Billy's help. But if they would have just maybe let it play out, there might have been a shot. This giant rips the time hole open, and the bomb, again, ejects the Rangers from the time hole. Ridiculous. Again, giant's got Jason in his hand. Jason uses his blaster. He shoots the giant in the eye. The giant drops Jason. And, again, this is a giant. This thing's like right. several stories high. So what do the Rangers need? They need the Zords. Yes. So Jason calls on Dinozord power. And when I'm, th- I'm thinking, again, this has been a long time since I've seen this episode. Right. So I'm thinking we're about to see all the Zords. It's just the T-Rex Zord shows up. The yeah. red. Jason's. In- Jason's, yes, yeah. Yeah, the, the Zord assigned to Jason, the T-Rex Zord, actually is the only one that shows up. Jason hops in and goes to battle against the giant. And they kind of they exchange some blows, but the giant is destroyed when Jason jumps up in the, you know, again, the, he's in the T-Rex Zord. Right. The Zord jumps up and lands, the T-Rex Zord does, and I guess the shockwave, like, yeah. destroys the giant, because he jumps and lands, and it, like, rips the ground up. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, like, it goes right to the giant. So with Bones and the giant gone, Rita has been foiled Yet again. again. Yet again. Shock of shocks. Shock of shocks, right. <laughs> So I remember even when we watched that, though, when I watched how Jason destroyed the giant in the Zord, I remember thinking, I don't quite know what he did. Yeah, this wasn't one of the more triumphant 
Like, well, yeah, it, they, I mean, like, yes, it was, but like, it was different. I was yeah. kind of like, you didn't just battle it. You just jumped. Yeah. I mean, like, he I feel like it for what a minute. Trini did was way more, whoa, than right. like what the Zord did. And we're going to talk about that in a, in a few minutes about how this episode does kind of work outside of the formula. Yes. It, it's definitely <laughs> a, 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 it's a, different. It was different. My only explanation for that would be maybe it's just because the show was still new. And they're and trying they, things they out. They're still trying. Yeah. yeah. Still working it out. Yeah, how, season how one is always so much trial and error for any show. So, again, Rita has been defeated, and Rita has a headache. Which yes. is always the sign that at least she's done for now. And she says, she needs some aspirin. Yes. Back at the youth center, the Rangers overhear Ernie, the owner of the juice bar, telling a customer about five heroes who saved Angel Grove, and they call themselves... The Power Rangers. And they smile yeah, they, secretly. Yeah, this secret little smile. The word is getting out. We have episode one, now episode two. It's like this is their second appearance right. fighting something bad in Angel Grove. It's becoming a thing. It's, it's getting around. As Trini shares her experience about overcoming her fear, by this point, and, and that was when they're in the juice bar, yeah. a few moments later they're, they're back at the rope. And from the beginning, and yeah. Trini's sharing her experience about overcoming her fear. In this moment, Zack sneaks up behind her with a skeleton mask, causing Trini to very quickly climb <laughs> all the way. Yeah, unnaturally. You could tell it was sped up. <laughs> yes. She climbs straight up that exercise rope to the very top, and the group laughs. And Trini, of course, rolls her eyes like, oh. You Zach. guys. And then the show ends. Yes. All is well until. Until the next. Until the next one. Until the next one. The monster of the week. All right, so. Let's talk about the Ranger MVP. We talked about, and, and if we don't know who this is already by now. So, and, and we said we were going to start doing this for every Angel Grove Chronicles yes. episode that we talk about the Power Rangers. We want to have a Power Ranger MVP now. We talked about the first episode, and that, that doesn't really count because no, that was, that how was they, they were all forming and yeah. figuring things out. But this episode, who is the Ranger MVP? Very obviously, Trini. Yes, for overcoming her fear. And just as importantly, mopping the floor with those henchmen. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, again, just literally single-handedly. Because she, she had the the head. She was carrying it like yes. a football. She like had it. You it know? was awesome. And she just just slashes right through them. And Trini is in the, is in the studio. Even yes, it's she a mobile is. Studio. She is with us. She is in the mobile tape store now. She's with us. Uh, it's funny because the afternoon before we watched this episode. Because, yeah. Brooke, you were doing some schoolwork. You were, you know. Yes, Some professional right. development type stuff. We're, we're, we have day jobs. We're teachers. <laughs> yes, we are teachers. Brooke was actually working. crazy season. Yeah, Brooke was actually working on some work-related stuff. And I had just decided, you know what? I'm just going to put on the Power Rangers. Yeah. You know, just put on something. But what's crazy is earlier that afternoon, I had stopped at our local thrift store, and I saw two Trini action figures. Yes. This is before, again. Well, technically one Trini action figure and one Yellow Ranger. Right. It could be Aisha. Yes. Right. So the Trini is definitely Trini because it's from the movie from 2017. Yes. Which we liked. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, for what it is, a Power Rangers movie, it was good. It yeah, was, yeah. No, it was no Infinity War. It was no Avengers. No. But I, I liked the movie, again, despite maybe what other critics would say. Right. Power Rangers has a particular thing it's supposed to be. Yes. And no matter how... how It's not supposed to be realistic. Well, no matter how good the graphics are, Power Rangers is a certain thing. Yeah. And I, I think only a Power Ranger fan would understand what we're saying here. True. But regardless, 
I thought the movie was casted well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was acted well. And the Trini from the 2017 movie is in the tape store yeah. today, standing tall. <laughs> Here, next to her, is it's an Imagine X, yeah. a little smaller. But I grabbed that too. They were both twenty five cents. Yeah. How could you? But they're both Trini. They're both yeah. Yellow Ranger. I'm gonna send it. We'll put a picture on the uh, on on the Instagram. On the old Instagram. This could be Trini. This could also be Aisha, as Brooke said. Which, and and I, I per- look Trini was always my favorite because that's what that was what I grew up with like the yeah. most. So I I'm I'm partial, but I liked Aisha too. I don't want to jump ahead, you know, because I eventually do want to get into. You know, because the later season. Well, I definitely want to get into the later seasons when Aisha was the Yellow Ranger. Yeah. The fact of the matter was, she was incredibly impressive because I liked her just as much as yeah, I liked she was great. Trini. I liked them both. Aisha was an excellent, excellent Power Ranger. Again, I liked her just as much as right. I liked Trini. But you know, again, this is yellow. This is we're talking about Trini today because this is high five. This this episode this is, was, yeah. was really kind of focused around her, and I just thought it was cool that the afternoon before we watched that episode yeah you know, it was neat that we happen to find those is a neat coincidence uh let's talk about a few interesting facts from this episode before we close out okay this was finster's first of many clay monsters bones right so this is this episode was important because it was the first to feature a monster created by finster and his clay we hear more phenomenal but also more fatuous <laughs> two power ranger adjectives very, very important. More fatuous, especially, because I, I, that's the only time I've ever heard it. That's just hilarious. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to going through the seasons and oh, hopefully yeah. and, maybe... Oh, yeah, and marking whenever we hear them. Yeah, hear, I, I would love to hear more fatuous again. That's <laughs> definitely a Billy one, though. Yeah, affirmative. Right. This episode ended with Jason's T-Rexor defeating the final villain instead of the Megazord. Yeah. You know, and, and usually, and that's what we were talking about a few minutes ago. Like, right. Usually Power Ranger episodes follow a formula. They're, the unmorphed rangers usually battle putties. They yeah. defeat them. The monster ups the ante. Normal-sized rangers have to morph. And as they ran- defeat as, it. As yes. rangers, they get the upper hand on the monster. Rita responds by making it grow. Rangers call on the zords. Zords have issues with the monster. That's That's been, right. you know, that's, again, grown. Yes. And then they decide to form into the megazord. Boom. Yeah, done. That's, that, that is the... Garden Variety Power Rangers episode. This right. is different in that the T-Rex sword actually wins the day. Yeah. On its own. Also, just another thing. The main monster of the show, Bones, was defeated before Rita could make it grow. Yeah, that, that, true. That, that was also I didn't different. think about that. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the main monster was Bones. Yeah. Not, not the giant that looked like the Roman she centurion. She just sent another one. She just <laughs> sent another. That's right. It looked like a Roman centurion. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier, but the, we gi- didn't. the giant looked like it was wearing like Greek, Greco-Roman armor. Yeah, it has like a like a... 300-esque helmet, but then, yeah. like, full armor, like like medieval armor. So it's yeah. like nothing matches up. Right. Nothing is, nothing is right. But, yeah, the, this is one of the few episodes where the actual featured monster was defeated before Rita could actually... Yep. And I think Bones would have been a bigger problem grown than the giant. I mean, Jason defeated yeah, the giant. Yeah, I actually kind of wish I'd seen Bones yeah, as a giant. right. Honestly. And I think you would have given them the Rangers more run. They probably would have definitely had to have move to the Megazord yes. to defeat him at any rate. All right, well, we have been going on quite a while. This is a fun episode. Yes. You know. As always. Again, Trini's our MVP for this episode. We are on Instagram, the tape store. Yes. We are on quite a handful of platforms. Yeah, for we're on podcasting. Twitter, the tape store pod, lots and lots of places, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, yeah. Google Podcasts, 
Um, so, you know, find find us wherever. Yeah, and if you liked what you heard today, uh, give us a rating. If yes. You, if you like our other episodes, you know, give us a rating. And we just want to thank you. You know, we make a point to say it every episode. If you give any of your valuable time to listen to the Tape Store podcast, you're greatly appreciated. You know, Yes, very much so. We're having a good time, but it, it really does mean something that there are other people having a good time with us. Yeah. We very much greatly appreciate your time. And, again, we hope, as always... The one thing we want to do, which is what it does for us, which is reawaken that magic yeah. of being a kid in the 80s and 90s, which, again, we, we say is a time like no other. True. And it, it is true. It definitely is unique. So let's close the doors until another episode of The Tape Store where we bring you great 80s and 90s nostalgia. We look forward to seeing you then. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.